Welcome back, everybody. I'm Adam Hergenrother, joined by Hallie Warner, my chief of staff. This is Business Meets Spirituality, where we believe in personal growth through business success. Hallie is in uh, one of those fun moods today, so we're going to have a lot of um, fun conversations today, talking about the wisdom of adversity at work or in business or in your life, too. But um, just in general, we're going to talk about how you use adversity to grow. Um, and it kind of, let's just kind of stop for a second there and define adversity so people don't get lost in, in my definition and their definition of it. Most people instantly go to and seeing adversity as some big, gigantic calamity that happens um, at some point in their life or some big suffering that happens there, like massive adversity. Um, and it can be. And it can, absolutely. It can be. And that's where people naturally go to in their thinking process. But the way we've been using it to teach our leaders inside our organization, which they found helpful, is that um, it can actually be the smallest things. It can be like the adversity of getting up and, and empowering through that mind that says, don't work out today, right? It's creating adversity for you when you wake up at four o'clock in the morning or five o'clock in the morning and you want to go run and it says, don't run. You're powering through that, right? Un uh, yeah. Adversity is any unexpected or unwanted event. Yes. Big, small, doesn't matter. Yes. Unexpected or unwanted. Yes, exactly. And, um, you know, when you set your intentions at night that you want to wake up in the morning and do something specific, when you set your attention, when something tries to derail you from that, that's an unwanted event that's happening, right? So just, we're kind of defining what adversity is there for people um, so they can understand how this plays into their lives. Now, the really interesting thing is, is think about the last time, or maybe not, you haven't broken a bone, but when you're, you know, last time maybe you broke a bone in high school or before that, or if you've seen somebody recently break a bone, or if you have kids, your your kid broke a bone. My, my kid jumped off the couch when he was like, three yeah. and like broke his bone. And, and it was, it was actually the first time I left the house since he was born. It was the first night. And then, so I remember calling Sarah and being like, great, I leave the house one time and you, my son breaks his leg. Nice. Like, right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think he was actually two. Anyways, he healed. But the interesting part about that was, is when we were in the hospital, the doctor's like, look, in two weeks, this kid's going to be walking again. We're like, what? And he's like, yeah, his bone's going to go so fast. Of course kids do. But he also just reminded us that where the break actually occurs is going to get much stronger right? It's going to rebuild itself around there to become much stronger so it can withstand more pressure um, and grow from that. And adversity is the very similar aspect with that is as you grow through this physically, whether you grow through this emotionally, which will kind of break down and whether you're going through this from a larger global or conscious level, right? Um, when large impact global warmings, one, or, you know, pandemics or the other or wars or another one, when there's that going through there, the world becomes a stronger place. Emotionally, if you get through that, you become a stronger place. And physically, as you either break a bone, right? Or if you're going out and trying to grow your muscles, you have to give your body an unwanted event. It doesn't like to pick up weights and be out of that rest, right? Well, Eventually it muscles, feels good. Muscles only grow after you tear, exactly. tear them. Exactly. Tear the muscles and they So when people don't realize when you're actually working out in the moment, it's actually tearing them down. It's mm -hmm. actually creating adversity in your body. But what it does is it opens up to allow more energy and more flow to rebuild the areas that you broke down so that it can withstand a stronger degree. That's how you're able to move up in weights when you're working out. The same thing happens in our lives. And, and so instead of when we see, when we're working out physically, we're saying, yes, I'm tearing down my body so I can get, because you know the outcome. So it's very clear because it's very, it's, it's, hey, if I go and do a bunch of pushups, I'm breaking them down and I'm going to be able to do more. It's science. It's predictable. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, it's going to show up, but in business, right? A lot of times we don't see it that way. We see adversity, like we're being torn down or torn down and we instantly go, um, 
this doesn't feel good. Like, I don't know that I'm going to or rebuild from this. why is this, this happening to me? Yes. Or we have the victim mentality or yeah. the self-indexing where it's, why is this happening to me? So when we think about this, if you just start looking at life kind of unfolding, you know, when somebody asked me the other day, well, then, then how come this, you know, how do I know what events do I need to happen? I said, well, you would know because the event happened. And they go, well, how do I, how do I know um, the event was supposed to happen to me? Because I go, because it happened. <laughs> if an event has happened, it needed to happen to you. <laughs> or you don't go out and look for these events, right, to necessarily bring yourself into or these major to break a bone. But if they happen, by definition, <laughs> they needed to happen, right? Um, so that you can withstand something that's stronger. Now, let's not all pretend that all adversity you make it through, right? And just to kind of bring it to that level for a second, there's three outcomes that can happen from adversity. So just kind of just so you can kind of see where you've played in different avenues on the outcomes here. Um, number one is that the adversity is so strong that you die, right? And by the way, it's, it's the adults, like it's going to happen, right? We're all going to die at some point. So um, if you Diversity is too strong. You get into a car accident. The car accident kills you. An, il- an illness, illness war. war, any of these things, right? They're, the diversity becomes so strong that it kills you. But there is the whole adage that if it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger, right? And um, and then the second one is that, again, it's that, where if it doesn't kill you, it literally makes you stronger. It actually rebuilds. You actually create this new pathway for growth to occur through adversity. It's very rare that when people are actually doing very well, like, or life is just going smooth that you actually grow. And we all know this and we go, why, you know, and like you take a hard time in your life and you go, well, I grew the most during that time, but then they don't really want that to happen. And I was actually on a coaching call the other day with, um, uh, a very wise individual and very, very, very successful. And he said, you know, part of me on him, Adam, he goes, I just kind of want this to be easy. I said, well, is that really true? And he goes, well, and he stopped and he paused and he didn't say anything. He goes, no, you're probably right. I go, because the minute it was easy for you, you got yourself into this situation because you wanted something that was hard. You actually put yourself in a situation to create adversity so you could force yourself to grow. Hence the entire conversation that I've been having, which is business is the conduit for personal growth, Mm -hmm. which is in my life, that's the staple of why we've created businesses because it forces adversity at all times that you necessarily wouldn't force yourself to sign up for. It's also the Navy SEALs. The reason Navy SEALs put themselves through massive physical and emotional adversity to see who can withstand that. They went and put themselves in that. And people that you interview that have gone through like the, you know, the famous hell week and stuff, you wouldn't able to put yourself through that week if it was just you forcing yourself to go through it. Just like you wouldn't necessarily go out there and sue yourself, <laughs> right? You just wouldn't do that. See what it felt just like. See what it felt like, right? So business creates this, this constant adversity. Every single day is diversity. Now, if you're looking at it as a way, so go back to the three things, you can die from it, which is at some point that'll happen, but hopefully it doesn't happen for a while for people. Number two is you grow from it. Number three is that you just don't do anything and you kind of suffer through it, right? You just, why is this happening to me? Victim language. And you can actually spend your entire life in that state. Right. You just live or exist in that suffering. And there's state of more, suffering. yeah. And there's more suffering comes in there, more adversity. And you're just, why is this happening to me? Why are all these things? And you're just like, I can't wait to get through this adversity. I can't wait to get to the other side. And all you're doing is living in this mind, right? That's trying to take you in the future, complain about the past, whatever it is. You're just not growing from it. It'd be like if you broke your leg and you constantly keep breaking it, not allowing it to grow. And by the way, you see this in exercise. You know, one of the things when I was really heavily training for Ironmans, the number one thing that my coach used to tell me with professional Ironman athletes, I said, what's the hardest thing about your professional athletes? He goes, getting them to rest. 
He goes, because they don't understand that if they don't rest, they can't rebuild and they can't get stronger. And he said, he cited examples of athletes that got out there having their best race, their first race. And then what happens is their next race isn't as good. So they work harder tearing down their body more, never allowing them the proper time to heal. And then it takes an entire season because they may need a month or two off to rebuild. So it's understanding that as you go through adversity, giving yourself the space and the time in the grace to heal. So you actually can heal this, right? Um, and as you do this, as you build your life, um, understanding that adversity is just events. They're just events that happen. Um, if you've built your life, so I'm going to kind of we talked about those three examples, right? You can die, you can grow from it, or you can just do nothing from it. If you have built your life um, externally, meaning that the majority of your life is built um, outside, right? When adversity hits, it really messes with people. There's actually, I don't quote the Bible too often, as you know, um, but there's a parable that I love that um, Jesus Christ talks about in the Bible where he, and I'm going to paraphrase it, basically says the, you know, if you listen to the words out of my mouth, again, the teachings that I'm giving to you, if you build your house out and, and basically you build a house through dirt and you go all the way down and you hit rock and you build your house on rock, when adversity hits the rain, the storm, the wind, the hail, the tornado, you will be fine. If you don't listen and you build your house on sand, then when the storms hit the rain, the wind, the snow, the tornadoes, you will be devastated and you'll be gone. And so most people have built their houses, right? And let's just follow the metaphor for a second on sand. So when things are fine, when there's no storm, people are like, what are you talking about? Why is it? Why don't I need to go? Why don't I need to spend extra time working inwardly or working down when that look, my house is fine. And you go, it's fine right now because everything's fine. But as we know, which we'll talk about the law of impermanence in a second, right? Some point in time, adversity is going to strike us, right? And everyone has a different levels of this based on karma, whatever it is you want to talk about there. Um, but adversity will at some point come in. Sometimes it's smaller and it may just take your door off and you can withstand it. But as larger things, especially when you get into collective adversity, start to happen, you get so fearful and so worried that your house is going to be taken down that you end up spending all of your time trying to protect your little house and ultimately it just goes away anyways. It just gets washed away. Then you feel like you are gone. So you've built your entire self-concept of yourself, your entire world out of sand, essentially your house, but you in this kind of external world. Um, so that way, any type of adversity. So if you're struggling with adversity, you're struggling with it because you've built your sense of self externally. So when adversity comes through there, it's very difficult for you to accept the fact that there's adversity or accept the fact that it's just an event, accept the fact that it's okay that it's happening to me, accept the fact that I need this in my life. If you don't, when you built your house on rock, you know that you're okay. You know, at the, you could, it could, all the storms and winds could happen, could come by and you could be aware of it, but you're going to be ultimately okay. So when you, and when you want to start to understand this, then you, then you realize like, okay, so where do, where have I been building my house? And if you've, if you've built your house on the sand, then that becomes an issue again with any adversity that shows up in our lives. Divorce can wreck people, financial troubles, um, 
you know, gaining weight, losing weight. Uh, I mean, anything, lose your job, right? Whatever it is that you have to do, any of those things become much harder to deal with. So then what happens from the business perspective is when adversity is hitting, you're so worried about your little house that that's where all of your time and energy goes into. Instead of you being the leader, being able to build your house and rock saying, there's adversity. Now I can see through it. I can see clearly what I need to do. And then you can operate and make the best decisions because you've built your house on rock, not so concerned. No, you're not so concerned about maintaining this house because you know, it's, you know, it's fine. Then you kind of wake up and go even deeper in this conversation. You say, um, when you go inward first to go before you go outward, you actually, there's a, well, let's go to the law of impermanence first. This will kind of explain it. The law of impermanence. Do you have the definition for that? Hallie? Because you're love to have definitions for love and permanence. I don't have this definition. But, well, in fact. but this, it's just you jumped in on the diversity one, which I thought you were going to jump in on this one. No, I, I mean, think the definition is just that nothing is nothing stays the same. Everything changes. Yes. Everything. Yes. Yeah. Everything always <laughs> changes. Right. It just it's it's always in flux. You know, people that have built things in the 1800s. Less than 1% of whatever was probably built in the 1800s is actually here still, including the people that actually built it, right? And if you look at like the, the large scale calamity of things, dinosaurs, right? 60 million years ago, 90% of the world went extinct. The thing is, if you were a dinosaur at the time, you probably thought it was pretty tough, right? Which, by the way, what kind of dinosaur would you be? We had this conversation <laughs> if you were a dinosaur. Hallie? Yeah, it would be a, um, a velociraptor. Yes, that is the coolest and dinosaur. Y- and you would be? Probably a larger velociraptor. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Um, but those things are pretty cool yeah. dinosaurs. We're actually watching um, Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. With my son, because he yeah. loves watching that. And he's like, he always asks me, what kind of dinosaur? I'm going to be that one. Yes. One that they genetically modified that becomes even better. It's like a velociraptor oh, with I like... I've yes. seen that Anyways, movie. so it's there. Um, but when that happened 60 million years ago... They, they thought that was the world was ending, but if that hadn't happened, you wouldn't be here today listening to this. So it may have taken millions of years from that large scale to basically provide what we're seeing now. Um, so there's always good that comes in. Sometimes it happens in your life. Sometimes it happens millions of years later. Um, so the law of impermanence basically says everything that you've built is going to go away. So for me, when I hear that though, it just makes me wake up and go, well, then why am I trying to protect this house built on sand? I don't feel like it's just about what you've built, though. Isn't it also about, like, we change constantly? Absolutely. I mean, the laws of nature change. I mean, literally, the nature never is constantly changing, right? It's not just about what we've built, but also just about the entire universe constantly changing. Isn't the universe is in constant change? So anything in the physical world, right, the form world is 100% changing. By the way, you're changing right now. I was going to say, we are too, right? Constantly. Yeah. Like, Our thoughts I think are, like every seven yeah. years, like your entire cells change, regenerate, regenerate everything mm-hmm. that's going on. Blades of grass come out differently. By the way, also looking, looking at adversity, every life form faces adversity. Whether it's an animal, whether it's a tree or a blade of grass, every life form faces adversity. And that's what makes everything evolve and grow right? There's just that universal form. And so the law of impermanence basically says everything is constantly changing, but in order to change, you need what? Adversity. In order to make the greatest changes, you need adversity. You know, if you go back to some of the theories where why are there animals that fly? Because at some point the entire world was filled with oceans. Then over millions of years, it started to recede and there wasn't as much water. And so they realized I need, I'm getting eaten if I come out of this water. So therefore I need to learn how to adapt to be able to fly, right? So they went through millions of years of adversity to be able to fly, right, essentially. Um, that's, that's what it is. So all of, all of the law of impermanence is staying that everything's constantly changing and the changes is being forced. We're seeing it as adversity instead of seeing it as an event that's actually helping us evolve. 
Um, and the reason why we bring this up and it's, it's really important in the business context, because whenever you are building a organization or trying something new, you're going to be faced with a tremendous amount of adversity. And if you get stuck on the adversity or that kind of, you can't accept it and allow it to kind of shape the direction that you're going. Or if you're just trying to protect what you've built exactly. constantly. And if you're trying to yeah. protect that, then you can't make decisions properly. Yes, you'll still make a decision, but it's operating from like a 10% versus operating from 100%. And I tell you, you'd be much rather be making a much better decision operating from 100% than from a 10%. So the law of permanence basically says, you know, you're, you're, you're always going to be changing. Everything is going to always change. Anything of any sense of control you think you have is just an illusion. If you think you can control the external world, guess what? You're a heartbeat away from dying. You know, I was on my long run this morning and, uh, and I, I just was running and I just, I, there's a lot more traffic out by the way today, which is interesting. I noticed, yeah. And so I just started seeing cars again and I'm like, man, I'm running by these cars. These cars are going 50 miles an hour. It would take a half a second for me to trip, hit a car and I'd be dead right? Or I leave this world, right? Like I just be out of here. And so you're, you're and by the way, every time you get in a car, you're two feet away from another car going 50, 60 miles an hour right there. Right. And you just, you'd have that. So we're in constant change. Everything is, and you just, so whatever you think you've built, it's just not there. Um, why you get into and wanting to protect your, your world or built it on sand is because of fear. And so fear operates in the future, which we've talked about that in many podcasts at the same token, fear can only can continue to go on if you create more fear around it. Like I need to be thinking about this fear because if I'm not thinking about it, then it could happen. So then you, you keep thinking about it. Um, whereas when it's actually happening, so when you're going through adversity, adversity creates worry and adversity creates fear, which that's what paralyzes people from accepting the adversity because when they get stuck on it and adversity, it's not the event. It's, it's because when you're actually going through the event, you don't think about it as adversity. Like we, we saw, I posted this picture on Facebook. We saw this massive black bear right behind our house, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a 350 pound black bear. And we saw it and I'm in my house and it's like 50 yards away and there's no fear, right? We're just out on the deck kind of talking to it and it's fine. The next week I was running and uh, I was running up, there's, there's the, to go to my house, there's like a thousand foot elevation. It's up in the mountains. So it's a thousand foot gain. I'm like halfway up this hill, right? And I've still got like another 500 feet to go climbing out of this. And of course, like I, I look to my right and I'm like, something caught my eye and I look again. And sure enough, like 150 yards to my right is this massive black bear staring at me. And instantly in that moment, I didn't think about adversity. I didn't think about, um, oh, I should probably do something or run or what happens if this thing attacks me? It was instantly like I went into that fear mode, that flight or fight. And literally I started running faster. Like I just, it wasn't even, it wasn't even going to do anything, but just the fact that the moment was there, I looked over and I was like, Oh shit, there's a huge black bear. I'm running uphill. Like I'm not in a good situation here. And I just started running much faster. So when you're in the moment, when actually you're experiencing the moment that you've been fearing of, that's the, you don't think about it like that. You just react, react yeah. just react. Um, so that's a great example of that. But when you're in the moment and something's happening in your business, you just, you start to react to these things. It's, it's the, it's the future events that you worry about from adversity. Like, Oh my God, I could be going through this. What happens if it ruins me? What happens if it ruins me? And it ruins all of this stuff. Just going back to, if you've built your house on, on rock, then as things change, as adversity sets in, um, these things are going to happen. You're able to bring them into your life to a different place. So you can actually make better decisions as adversity shows up. Um, then when you are, um, when you're thinking about how, here's another, here's another concept to think about. Um, we've been talking about it in times in terms of adversity, in terms of larger concepts, 
What about just the small adversities every day? We started bringing that up, but I think it's really important for people. You know, you, we were talking about the example about hiring somebody, right? Right. And while that's not necessarily an unexpected event, um, because you've anticipated that you don't necessarily anticipate all the work that's going to go into it or how that person is, you know, how much time that person is going to take or, um, but maybe you didn't anticipate it. What if somebody came to you and said, Hey, I'm leaving tomorrow. Now you have a vacant position. Yeah. So in that case that that's adversity. adversity. Yeah. Now you've got to go out and hire somebody. Yep. Um, unexpectedly. Right. Yep. Um, which is going to happen to everybody in business. If you haven't prepared and built a bench of talent, then you're going to be way behind the game and your days get really, really long trying to, you know, quickly hire for, for that position. Um, you have the pain of interviewing, which can be a pain <laughs> for me anyway. It is. Um, for anybody. That's and why then, people don't follow yeah, the process. Yeah. yeah. And then all the time that it takes to hire people. And, and then once they're on board, um, even just talking about it, I'm like, oh my God, there's so much that goes into it. Um, but pain is, I mean, it's just all part of the process. Yeah. So as you temporary, I mean, yes, it's temporary. It is. So when you go through the adversity, you, at least for, in our experience in business, every time somebody has left, even if they're really good people for on good terms, right? They just, things happen in people's lives, right? Yeah. That's just, it's just an event. It's just adversity, whatever you want to call it, right? Just business. It's just this kind of a growth. We've always come back though on the other side in much better positions, haven't we? I mean, you've been yes. on for a lot of them. Yes. Every time we've done it, we've realized, oh, we're, we're missing all, all of that from that person. Yes. And then we really, we got even clear on what it is that we really needed. Did. Yep. And then we made the right hires based on the new direction or, the new focus that needed to be done from that position and getting the right skill set for exactly what that person needed to be, which then has helped grow the organization. Yes. A hundred percent. You know, and we even, even myself being fired before, like that was the greatest adversity that I could go through to get me to where I am today. So there's the adversity itself shows up everywhere. So stop seeing it as this is happening to me. Why is this happening to me? You know, if it happens, experience the moment. The minute you get fired, you may not be like, oh man, this is amazing. I love this adversity. Okay, take an hour or a day or two and experience the emotions. Let it pass through you, right? Let it come. Don't, don't stop resisting it because the minute you resist adversity, you get caught in option number three, which is you're now fighting life. Because again, people, that's when I was using the example when people said, well, how do I know what adversity I need? I go, well, you know it because it's happened. If it's by definition, if it's happened, it's happened. <laughs> that means you needed it. Like people didn't understand. Like if you've gone through it, it's, you've gone through it, accept it. Right. And then just laugh about it. Right. Especially if you're, or, if you pass the healing from it, learn, well, that's, and, yeah, you, learn from it. And, but by laughing at it, you can actually learn from it instead mm -hmm. of being caught up in it, the adversity the entire time. You know, there's a phrase that I, I keep in the back of my head. It's like a little mantra. I don't know if I've ever shared this with you. Um, that I, uh, or Caitlin, that I share, that I kind of keep in the back of my, my head a lot. It says that if it's not happening outside, it's not happening inside. And it's a little mantra that I have in there that basically keeps me engaged in the present moment. If it's not happening outside, it's not happening inside. Can you give me an example of what that means? Yeah. So the bear, right. To give you a great example of that, like during that situation, I saw the bear, there was an event. I felt fear and I started my heart rate. Cause I tracked my heart rate, by the way, it's yeah. really funny how it jacked up, up instantly. Yeah. And I was able to run that hill as fast as I've ever ran <laughs> um, uh, for that. So in that moment, but it oh, was happening, something was happening. Yes. Outside. So in that moment, I allowed fear of that moment to you be a good source of energy to run faster. Or if I had to fight it, unfortunately, I'd have to have the fear to kick into it, right? Because the event was actually happening. 
if I had just been sitting in my room imagining a bear Got it. <laughs> triggering okay. that same thing, that it's not happening outside. It's therefore I don't want to be imagining it inside. Got it. Because yeah. the minute we imagine it inside, we're now caught up. Your body has its own mechanisms, its own organisms, its own science. So when adversity kicks in, the event has unfolded. Again, that's why it's called adversity. It's an, it, the, by definition, the event has happened if you're having adversity, right? Mm-hmm. So therefore, instead of sitting there imagining all these other adversity things that could happen from it, it's not, they're not happening yet. Just deal with what is actually in front of you. Don't fight the reality in front of you. Deal with that. But don't go into your mind. Exactly. Because the minute you go into it, you could be thinking like, because everyone does. They're like, oh my God, well, if I go through this and my business may fail, then what's going to happen? Is my kid's going to leave me? And my wife, and right. the next, you know, you're 18 different deep. You can't make decisions or no, actions. No, you can't. Right. But then people do make decisions. That's the sad part. Yeah. Yeah. No, seriously. That's the yeah. people go and they go home. They make decisions in their personal life. They go make decisions about eating. They go and make decisions about alcohol. They go make decisions about business, about how to spend their money because they're feeling unfulfilled. They go take a lease in a car to make them feel better. I mean, this is what, this is, look, you're just, that's what the whole unconsciousness part is. Like the people be, get so unconscious because they're listening to that. So for me, there's that mantra is if it's not happening outside, it's not happening inside. It doesn't mean that there's not an awareness that I can see or experience those things kind of happening. I just don't pay attention to them. Right. Like, so your mind kind of, these unwillful thoughts come up there and they try to jump in. And you just, you just kind of don't pay attention to them. And so adversity becomes this gift, maybe not in the moment while you're experiencing it. So understand, I'm not saying that while you're experiencing the actual adversity that you're going to be amazing, right? <laughs> you just, you're not. Um, but you can transcend adversity. So when, when we go back to kind of wrap this up with the building your house in the rock, the parable there in the relation to this context is that you, who is actually in there, transcends all of the law of impermanence because you are, there's actually something about you that is permanent. And that's the you, the knowing. You can't define it. You can't intellectualize it. Can't go to your mind to ask you what it is. It's just that knowing. And it's that same knowing that I've given examples before of just closing your eyes and knowing your hands are there. Don't move your hands. Don't do anything. How do you know your hands are there? Because you know. (laughs) You just know they're there. You know your body. So you know you have feet. Without moving them, you know they're there. So there's a part of you that if you built your house on rock, you've transcended all of the physical world that is providing adversity to allow you to evolve, which is why you're here. You evolve your soul, evolve your business, evolve all, whatever context makes sense to you. Your growth, that personal growth, you're working on yourself, you're investing into yourself. By life giving you this adversity, it says, here, Hallie, here's what you get to work on. There it is. And life gave that to you. And you go, well, I don't like that life. Give me the other option. <laughs> There's no other option because it happened. It's there in front of you. So as you wake up and realize this, that life is actually giving you the plate of adversity to evolve you, whether that's predetermined or who, know, who knows, right? I'm not going to get in all that, but it, it happened. Mm-hmm. So then you accept it, but you've accepted the fact that you've also transcended all of this, the consciousness, which is the kind of the rock, but there is the house still. So there's the rock that's you, the inward, but there is a house, right? So you're playing with form, you're playing with physical form and you're giving you the adversity. So allowing yourself to accept the adversity. I guess that if I could get that point across to people is that- Wait, you don't want to fight it. Don't fight it. Just accept the adversity because it's there. Don't go looking for it, right? You don't have to go look for it. I promise you, life will give you everything that you want. But if you just accept the adversity that's there, you're able to then make very clear decisions in your life, in your business, in your personal life. Everything becomes easier. If you want to- if you want to grow a very large business, but at the same time have deep inner peace, this is the way to do it. 
And you can go out and, and yes, maintain a level of profitability and grow a profitable business, but you could have um, success in every form outside of there. But at some time that's going to be subject to law of impermanence. And when that changes or that happens, you'll be wrecked. The higher you are when those things happen, that's why you see people that have seemingly everything kill themselves. That's why you see lottery winners in a worse off emotional situation after they've won the lottery because they have, they've built their house on everything externally. And at some point it's all going to be subject to law of impermanence. And so when that wipes that house away, you have nothing to stand on. And so that's why people then suffer or kill themselves or make very terrible decisions about things that they never wanted to do. And so those things show up. So there's a part of you that transcends all of that. And that's the part of you building the rock on is you, the rock, you, right, have transcended everything that's there. There, when you've transcended the being world, then you get to wake up and go, holy mackerel, this is amazing. I have this amazing opportunity in front of me to build whatever I want, to write whatever book I want, to do whatever podcast that I want, to, you know, go to whatever job I want, to serve however I want to, to be whatever athlete I want to be. That's just, that's just, you're, every person has a different personality. You come into it, you have a different personality, express that personality, the only reason why people don't express that personality is because they haven't built their house on rock. They built it on sand. They're afraid to express their personality, which if you allow adversity to take shape and allow it to come through there, that yearning for you to be authentic to who you are comes through much easier because you've now given yourself permission to be you in this world because you no longer need the world to feed you. You're fed from the rock. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. I want to let you know about a tool that I love using. It's a tool that I've been using in my life for eight years or so, which is called your daily future self. Um, essentially how it works is there's six different categories of your life, social, physical, professional, spiritual, family, and financial, that if you don't take and set a direction for, um, they just kind of just leak into your life and you end up just taking in other people's answers or don't really take direction of your own life. So we've created this really cool tool called your daily future self to help create your own roadmap towards achieving your goals, really just taking a direction for your life instead of just drifting down the river. So here's what you want to do. Head over to our website, adamhergenrother.com forward slash future and put in the goals that you have for yourself. The really neat thing is this can be uh, very lengthy, can be very short. There's no wrong way to start this process. The cool thing is we're going to email you your goals every single day. So no matter what your morning routine is, we're going to be emailing it to you. So it shows up in your inbox, forcing you to have to look at this. Um, and it's, I used to carry mine around forever. I still actually have the piece of paper and I'd forget it sometimes and skip a day. And this way, um, this has been such a great tool that it's being emailed directly to you. So you can't miss it. <laughs> uh, it's there and it just keeps you on point and in the direction that you need to continue to take your life. We're also going to be including motivational notes and videos to help keep you laser focused on your goals. And look, if you just want the motivational content, you can enter your name and email and we'll send you that information anyways. And you can always update your future self uh, later on. So head on over to adamhergenrother.com forward slash future to enter your goals and be sure to send us an email or tag us on social when you start hitting your goals. Thanks so much for listening.